Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Talos Takes. Uh, I am excited to have Ashir from the Talos Outreach team on the show for the first time. Ashir, do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Sure, John. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm a security researcher at Cisco Talos and the outreach team. Uh, it's my team's responsibility to uh, come out with cool new stuff in the form of blogs, uh, conference presentations, and we also talk to customers uh, in the form of uh, threat briefings to educate them on what the current threat landscape looks like. Um, I am focused primarily on malware research and disclosures. Uh, I have about seven years of experience in the anti-malware game. Um, I focus on everything from ransomware to botnets. However, these days I focus quite a bit of my time on tracking APT threats uh, across the globe. All right, awesome. So the the reason why I wanted to have you on for this episode is so we could talk about Oblique Rat. Uh, So folks who want to check out your latest research on that, we have a a recent post up on the Talos blog that you can find, and uh, you can also find it through our social media pages. And this is not the first time that you've written about Oblique Rat. Um, You've been following this threat for a while. So can you kind of just start out by giving me a quick overview of this rat and, you know, tell me a little bit about its history? Sure. So Oblique Rat is a malware that we disclosed uh, last year in February 2020. Uh, This was a disclosure from Cisco Talos. Uh, We were the first ones to disclose it. Uh, At that point in time, it was a remote access Trojan being distributed by malicious office documents. It was basically a a maldoc that had Oblique Rat embedded inside of it. And when the victim opened the maldoc, they would get infected uh, via a malicious macro in the uh, maldoc. Uh, it contains many of a rat standard capabilities, although all of it is homegrown. It's not being borrowed from uh, you know publicly available sources. It's all been created in-house. Uh, what was particularly interesting during our research last year was that we found uh, strong technical links between Oblique Rat and Crimson Rat. Uh, Crimson Rat is um, another malware family, a rat family that has been extensively been spoken about. It's been uh, highly prolific. It's been used a lot by the attacker group over the last few years, uh, which is what piqued my interest. And I started looking into tracking the specific threat uh, over the course of the last year. And uh, as a result, we found some new stuff uh, uh, that we felt that everyone should know about and which is what our new blog is all about. Yeah, so can you kind of get into what made you want to write a new post about it? You know, what are we seeing that's changed about this threat that spurred you writing another research post on it? So during the course of our research, we found evolution in two key aspects of this threat. Uh, The first was the infection vector that was being used. Uh, The infection vector in the new campaigns that we've seen has evolved drastically uh, with the use of malicious documents that now fetch the payload from a seemingly benign image file, uh, like a picture file, a BMP file, uh, from an attacker-controlled website. Uh, These are usually compromised websites that the attacker has uh, planted the BMP files on, their payload on. And uh, it is the responsibility of the malicious macro in the maldoc to extract the oblique payload from the uh, image file and then, you know, persist it on the uh, victim's endpoint. The second uh, part of evolution of oblique rat was the rat itself. Uh, We've seen that the attackers are constantly evolving the rat. Uh, We've seen two new major versions of Oblique Rat uh, in the wild uh, since our uh, previous disclosure last year. 
uh, these iterations included anti-infection capabilities and new cap new rat capabilities such as um, you know the capability to uh, capture webcam images and desktop screenshots um, so which is why uh, coupled uh, coupling both of these uh, two new uh, evolutions in in the in the attack uh, we felt that it would be a good idea to you know disclose this uh, right now and uh, tell the whole world and our customers about this uh, threat and uh you know as always i want to cover detection and prevention when it comes to this threat so is there anything unique uh about oblique rat when it comes to how users and organizations should protect themselves or are we kind of just sticking to the usual advice that we would give anyone uh, for Trojans? Uh, so, so we've worked uh, extensively on the detection aspect of this threat. Uh, we've covered different content streams, different types of detection streams, you know, from snort signatures to clam AV content uh, that gets deployed in Cisco suite of products across uh, different attack surfaces. Um, like many threats seen in the world today, uh, there's no silver bullet here per se. Uh, you know, the attackers have stopped embedding the payload in Maldox. Uh, this suggests that they're trying to evade email evaluation and detection systems. Uh, the fact that the attackers are now hosting their payloads on compromised websites suggests that their aim was to masquerade their network traffic as legitimate, you know, coming from a seemingly benign website. Uh, which is why we need a layered defense model, you know, we can, so that we can detect maliciousness across different attack surfaces, as I said, and that goes back to my point of there being no silver bullet, just like a lot of threats that we see out in the wild, uh, which is why, you know, uh, it's always good to have uh, multiple detection systems, such as email protection, network-based detection, behavioral analysis, and endpoint protection, and so on. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the last thing I kind of want to ask you about is how Oblique Rat fits into the threat landscape at large. Uh, this is something that I've I've talked about on other Talos Takes episodes in the past about how uh, ransomware, you know, these major ransomware attacks are kind of what's going to be making headlines uh, and catching people's attention. So where does something like Oblique Rat fit into the threat landscape, though, even though it may not necessarily make national headlines or anything, this is obviously something that users and organizations still need to be aware of. Right. So historically, Oblique Rat has been a, a low prevalence threat. You know, we see a handful of samples being used by the attackers and, you know, individual campaigns, as opposed to some of the more prolific malware, like, you know, big botnets out there, like Crimeware, etc. And even uh, a few uh, prolific ABD families like Gamma Radon, uh, which, you know, we blogged about last month as well. Uh, however, this doesn't make the malware any less dangerous. You know, a combination of uh, effective infection techniques and tactics like clever social engineering can make, make attacks like these a huge success. Um, the fact that this rat has been packed with so many capabilities that allows the attackers to spy uh, on, a, on a specific victim, uh, you know, extract, exfiltrate files from their system, uh, deploy more malware into an organization's network, uh, that 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 should make you realize that it's it's highly lethal as a threat, even though it's a, a low prevalence threat, right? And that's uh, you know where it fits in the whole landscape. Mm -hmm. All right, awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on to share and talking to me. Uh, again, if you if anyone out there wants to learn more about this, you can head to the Talos blog to read the full technical breakdown that we have and more on our coverage and protection. Uh, thanks so much for coming on us here and I hope that we'll find something else to talk to you about in the near future here. Thanks for having me, John.